608-321-1670. The uh, poll is up at uh, Zone Madison. The computer is giving the uh, Brewers uh, roughly a 20% chance, one in five, to make the playoffs. Right now, the crew two games out with 19 to go. Uh, Do you think the computers have it about right? Do you think uh, Brewers' chances are actually worse than that or lower or higher, uh, better chances? Right now, 65% saying the computers got it right. You think that's because the computer told them so? <laughs> computers um, are wrong. Didn't yeah? Didn't remember did, the fi- remember the site five thirty eight? They they said Hillary right. Clinton was winning the landslide. Right. They last, remind me what happened. They only said the Brewers had a six percent chance of making the playoffs roughly around this time last year. And so, who made the playoffs? Um, the you Brewers. know, Bobby Fisher beat a computer. In, Bobby Fisher did beat a computer in chess. I mean, so don't forget it. it. You know. Um, Matthew Broderick almost started World War III starting a game of chess with a computer in the movie War Games. Great so, movie. Computers aren't always right. No. I would say, I, again... How I, many times have you been using GPS in your phone to get somewhere and they tell you to take a wrong turn? Right. It happens. Um, I believe the odds are better than one in five. So, Nelson, when you say, or Ebo, both of you, when you say lower, do you, no, do you buy the bad schedule... And are you basing it that that you just don't think they're going to take advantage of playing a schedule that doesn't have a winning opponent on it outside of three games with the Cardinals? I feel like it's it should be lower because what have we seen the entire freaking year outside of the first couple like first month of the Milwaukee Brewers? An average team that is literally an average. They don't win more than they go they go fifty fifty on the road. They go five hundred baseball. So if they're going to go. And I know they're winning right now, but I don't see it with the starting pitching. I don't see like we've seen the bats go quiet, but maybe they're maybe they're sparking at the right time. I just you have a whole body of work the whole season, and what's to tell you that they're all of a sudden they're going to start winning out? I don't know if I can get Ebo on this action because he's not as you know d- depraved well, as you are, Nelson. But I know I can get action with you. Do you either one of you want to bet me that the Brewers make the playoffs? I voted higher. I don't want to bet against them. Just because I set it at 25%. And the reason why I'm a little bit higher than the computers is because of the easy schedule and the fact that the team that's right ahead of them, the Chicago Cubs, Javi Baez might be out for the season, and Chris Bryant also dealing with a knee injury. That's two of their better players. So either I'm still not locked in that the Brewers are a lock to make this or they're going to run the Cubs down, but I think it gives them a little bit better of a chance with the Cubs having a uh, little bit of a tougher schedule and some uh, guys banged up. And we've seen the Brewers play down to the level of competition. Like they played against these. Remember that stretch a couple months ago? What was that? Um, June? It was the month of June. They went. They they did not play yeah. a team that had a winning record in the month of June. Like, this they, is the time. This is when they're going to do it. Four games under 500 for the month. And this is when they're going to take you know take over and hit a huge lead over the Cubs and the Cardinals and what happened? They That's stunk. Correct. They stunk. So you know the Brewers. I love my teams, man. Don't get me wrong, and I don't want to bet against them. I just don't. Now that football's here, I'm really gassed up about the Badgers. I'm really gassed up about the Packers. I'll be gassed up about the Bucks pretty soon. The Brewers right now, they just let me down all year. I don't want to get my hopes up again just to be crushed. Um. That that kind of sounds very Nelson S though. I, well, I'm not like I'm not throwing dirt on like them. You're, but you're bailing at the end because I'm not bailing. I'm just looking at what happened all year, and that's disappointment. Well, it's not over yet. I know it's not over yet. So I still give them a twenty percent chance. A uh, little twenty-ish. So you would say no? I mean, yeah, and I agree with you on the Cubs. I think the Cubs are vulnerable right now. Um, 
are the Nationals? You say you, you so you're confident, or you think that the Nationals are a pretty safe bet to be at least one of the two? Yeah, I mean, because the Brewers are what the one team that's just outside of the wild card currently, and they're two games behind the Cubs. I think the, the Nats are two and a half games correct. Better the Brewers than the are Cubs. two and a half games behind that's the Nationals. Four and a half games with nineteen to play. Uh, that's, that's quite a few games with not many left. Uh, ooh, the Nationals start a four-game series with the Twins, and they go Braves and Cardinals. Whew. How about that brutal schedule? No, then they play the, the Indians, and then they play the Phillies. The Nationals, I don't know, man. I, I, Brewers only a couple games behind the Nationals. I don't I don't know that that's... The Brewers, by far, have the easiest schedule out of all the teams in the wild-card hunt. Um, yeah, the Brewers would be four percentage points, three and a half games behind Washington. I mean... Obviously, that's some, that's some tough math, but I mean, that, yeah, I mean, again, you if it's if they're if, if you don't think that they've learned from June and play up or down the competition, I mean, twenty percent, they don't have a point two percent chance. I believe, even looking at the last couple weeks and with the pressure on, and I do believe in Craig Council, and I do believe in the veterans on here. Uh, I think I, they're they're going to take advantage. I think they will have a winning record the last 19 games. Now, the only question will be, will they win at a big enough clip to overtake the Cubs and Nationals? Well, that's the thing. The Cubs, their schedule's really not that hard either. I mean, they have two with the Cardinals. Outside of that, though, it's Pirates and Reds and his teams yeah. that the Cubbies can beat on. The, the Cubs Cubbies. have to lose five of seven yeah. games and, to the Cardinals. That's and, really the Brewers' yeah. only chance. And the Cubs are already two games up on the Brewers. The Washington Nationals are two and a half games up. Um, the Nationals have a run differential of plus 117. The Cubs have a run differential of plus 82. The Brewers run differential, negative 28. Yeah, but that's we, but that's so insane. They should be 25 games. They should be the Pirates today with that. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. You're right. And then nip it at their heels, the D-backs, they got a run differential of plus 80. Um, but that's just insane. That, I know. I mean, they shouldn't even be. They shouldn't even be in it. With that run differential, so you, you can't even use that as an argue point because that's so bizarre. I mean, they literally. Well, you, I should think you be, can of how they would miss the playoffs, not how well, they'd make it. Well, right, but I'm saying that with that one differential, they they should be the San Diego Padres have roughly the same. It's crazy. Um, I mean, the Brewers at minus twenty. The teams that are comparable are like hopelessly out of it. The L.A. Angels, the Texas Rangers, the San Diego Padres, the San Francisco Giants. Those are the teams that have comparable minus run differentials to the Brewers. Those teams are like 30 games out. You want to know the what Brewers the Brewers are two games you out. You want to know what the Marlins run differential is? Negative 178. Um, hey, by the way, we were talking about this on Saturday. That would be bad until you look at the Detroit the t- the Tigers. Tigers negative two eighty. I was just going to say, Nelson, we were talking about this on Saturday at the pregame show because we were watching some of the baseball and the, the, the trying to extrapolate the Tigers. Do, uh, do they still have a shot to be the worst team ever? So the Tigers, I think it was in the early 2000s, are like the worst team in modern era baseball. Right. They had 43 wins. And Currently by the way, 42. when people say modern era, that's like 1900. Yeah, so, so. The, the Cleveland Spiders in 1899 went 20 and 134. <laughs> so what What are the, the Tigers? We, we did the math. They had to just basically go like 3 and 17 or something. They right? need two more wins. Oh, Please don't get it. They've lost four in a row. They've gone three of their last 10. Yeah, the Detroit Tigers are 42 and 100. They have a minus 283 run differential. They are 49 games behind Oof. the Tampa Bay Rays for the wild card. They are uh, 50 games behind the uh, Twins for the uh, division title. 
That literally is one of the worst teams ever. What's worse, that you're seeing? doing that for the Tigers or going 0 and 16 in the NFL? Oh man, you, I mean, it's got to be baseball because you get that's so many games of play of futility. God. That's that is, and you got guys to call up from your minors and everything. That's yeah, incredible. It's uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Uh, what say you, Brewer fans? Higher, lower, about right, 20%. I know the odds on the or the percentages on me winning on the daily actions on are damn near a hundred right now. And I do gotta get to poor old Mike Scott. He has not been fired from Dunder Mifflin. Uh, he may be fired from his fellow fan base, uh, but it does bring up an interesting concept about uh, rooting for your teams. We'll talk about that you know coming what they up. They say yeah. the best teams in baseball win two thirds of their games, the worst yeah. teams win a third of their games. Detroit's not even winning 30%. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm rooting for them to go 1-17 so they can be the worst team of all time. This is not anything to do with uh, with Dwight Schrute. Dwight Love? No, Dwight Schrute from the uh, Dunder Mifflin the manager, paper company. Or the assistant to the manager? Yes. Uh, this is Mike Scott, the uh, Philadelphia 76er uh, basketball player who uh, was uh, born and raised in Northern Virginia, grew up a diehard Redskin fan. Of course, it was Redskins-Eagles this weekend, and Mike Scott rolled in to the parking lot at Lincoln Financial Field wearing Redskins gear and was, of course, challenged to a fight by Philly fan. Now, Philly fan maybe would want to rethink that they're trying to fight, A, a, a player on one of their other pro teams, and B, a six foot eight pro athlete who promptly beat the crap out of these guys that <laughs> tried to fight him. Uh, by the way, the 76ers have said there's going to be yeah, no, disciplinary no disciplinary action. Good for them. I mean, it's just it's idiotic that I mean Philly fans are idiots. But fighting aside, it does bring up an like was did Mike Scott should Mike Scott not should he have expected to be in a fight, but should he have expected to be called out big time? And you know, I use the example again in the media business, especially in, in TV. When I worked, it was extremely transient, right? I mean, it was, I'd sign one or two year deals, and pretty much everyone at the stations I was with, none of them were lifers, except maybe one or, you'd have one or two local people. But everybody there was, you know, there was some dude from California and some dude from Florida and some dude from Texas, and I'm from Wisconsin, and everyone does their own thing. But, you know, like when I was in Minnesota, the Vikings, unfortunately, for me as a fan, were really good that year. They made the NFC Championship game. Now, for a work purpose, right? That's more money for me. That's more games I get to cover. That's more road trips. So, I mean, but I didn't really, couldn't cheer for the Vikings, but like, and everyone at the station was like, yo, this is like your team you're covering. I'm like, I can't do it, bro. I'm like, I own, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm a stockholder for the Green Bay Packers. But like, it doesn't have to mean I have to give up being a Packer fan, but should I like, you know. If you move somewhere and immediately give in to the fan base that's there, you're soft. You should have never been a fan in the first place then. If you move to a different city and you give up your allegiance to your birthright, of if you're born in Wisconsin, it's your birthright to be a Packers fan. It's your birthright I, to be I a Brewers fan. It's your birthright to be a Bucks. It's your birthright to be a Badgers fan. If you move somewhere and you immediately give that up, you're soft. No, I don't think immediately give I'm saying if you— If, if you give it up in general, you're soft. You think if you lived, if why if would some, you cater to the people that are trying to force? Why would you give in to peer pressure like that? There's nothing better than letting people know you're a Packers fan because you're 13 time NFL champion. Who so, else can say that in the NFL? So you don't. Who else can say 13 time NFL champions? Nobody. You exactly. don't think if you had uh, you had kicked her on the idea, I think it got you a d bag a while back about uh, giving up the show and growing up being a weed farmer. Oh, I still think about that. Uh, so you don't think if you lived out in the mountains of Never. Colorado and you were there for 20 years. 
that eventually you'd say you you never. never give up being a Packer fan. You don't think you'd eventually be like, well, I now I'm a I'm a lifelong resident of Colorado. Yeah, I don't mind the Broncos. I still entertain the idea of moving to Colorado, growing weed. I'd go out there. And I'd grow my own strand called the green and gold. It'd be a green leaf with some gold hairs on it, baby. And I'd cater that all to the Packer fans. Nelson, do you buy that? If he lived, if he spent 20 years, do you think he'd eventually, you know, not again, I'm not saying that he would give up being a Packer fan, but like start to identify with the teams in that state? Packer Kush. Your mic's up. Say it again. Probably not. No, never. When you moved to Minnesota, did you become a Vikings fan? No. When you moved to. about some of his experiences out west? feel like uh, he's not going to do that. What do you mean? Some of your uh, vacation experiences on your uh, Airbnb. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've, when I was in Washington and when I was in Seattle, any Seahawks gear I saw, I cringed. I went out and found the Badger game in a bar. I made the bartender turn the game on. I was talking about Packers to people. I was any Seahawks fan around. I let them know how the Packers are 13-time NFL champions. I never give well, up. Well, yeah, my but you're visiting. I mean, of course. Why would I ever? Why would I ever give up my allegiance when I've been doing it for 31 years? I'm not saying give up. I your would allegiance. never do that. I'm not saying I would never give up. cheer for the Broncos if I moved to Denver to grow weed. I'd never cheer for the Seahawks if I go to Washington and grow weed. I would. <laughs> I just keep can't get past it if I were there to grow weed. But I think about moving out there all the time. But I would never, ever, ever. Cheer for anyone else but the Green Bay Packers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Wisconsin Badgers. All right, six zero, and good for you. 608-321-1670. Do you think if you relocated, because, again, Madison's a pretty good test market for this, right? I mean, you have with, with a lot of, I mean, Madison's growing, and there's a lot of businesses, and between the university, just got, I think, what, U.S. News and World Report put it, I think, at the 11th best university. Good for them. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that come in here that aren't from here. Um, do you think that they, these people come in and, you know, are true to their teams? Like Mike Scott was apparently trying to be, you know, true to his team. He ends up getting into a rumble in uh, in the parking lot. Uh, Mark the Virgin, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I, I got a question for you guys. What do you think of having a, a secondary team that you're a fan of? Obviously, the Packers are always going to take first for us, but... What about having a second team that you kind of cheer for? Like, for me, last night, I was cheering for the Raiders. Uh, they got Alec Ingold, who played a huge part yeah. in that game. They have Hunter Renfro, who I'm a big fan of. They kind of got screwed over by Antonio Brown, and, and I'd like to see him still make something of themselves despite that. What, what do you guys think about well, that? Well, I, I, to that point, Mark, I have one. It's the New York Jets, and, you know, they don't unless the Jets ever play the Packers in the Super Bowl, I'm not really going to be waiting up for that game to happen. Um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, I was a big Al Toon fan when he was at the university and then I became a Jets fan and the Packers stunk. So yeah, I mean, I'm a Packer fan first, not even close. Yeah. Um, but I well, root for the Jets. Absolutely. Well, I root keep, for the Jets. We keep sending all these Badgers to the NFL. I mean, we're going to have some teams we're going to be right? kind of cheering for. So Mark, I used to try to cheer for the Buffalo Bills and AFC team. I, I honestly can't have a secondary team in the NFL. It's it's hard for me. I'll cheer for individual players though. Like Ryan Ramchick last night had a great block and Kamara scored a touchdown for the Saints. And then you have what you were talking about. Like I'll cheer for individual players, but I don't I personally have tried to do a secondary team and I can't do it. I just feels I was I was a closet Bills fan back in the eighties because I hated the Giants and uh Thurman Thomas was just so awesome. I'll say who's ever playing against the Cubs, I really enjoy. Like, I'm a fan of them for the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day fan. Yeah, I'm a hu- uh, Mark, I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinal fan for the next two weeks because they play the Cubs seven <laughs> times. I don't know if that counts and as being a temporary fan or not. 
That hurts my ears. I'm, i got turned on my radio. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lesser of two evils, Mark. All right. Have a good day, guys. Too, Mark. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. Well, I mean, that's an interesting concept. So what What if you grew up – what if you're a fan of a player? Do you just be a fan of that player and not the team? Yeah, I'm just, I just check for individual stats, and I'm like, all right, good for him. Like, you know, when it comes to NHL – I obviously Wisconsin doesn't have an NHL team. I tried to cheer for the Chicago Blackhawks because a bunch of my friends were Blackhawks fans, so I thought I could get into it. I felt dirty. I felt yeah, but like, why? There's no. What? I know because I was cheering for a Chicago team. I just felt dirty and like but wrong. There's... I had to take showers all the time every time I watched the game. I just felt I just couldn't do it. And I tried for two years. Couldn't stomach. To, couldn't stomach it. Couldn't couldn't stand rooting for a Chicago team. See, I will say, I mean, when I was in, I obviously with the with the Vikings and the Gophers, no way. But like, I covered the first ever when they opened the arena, the Minnesota Wild. I like the Wild. See, I, mean, I don't mind the there, I don't no, mind the Wild, but I'm not gonna like root actively root for them. Well, but we don't have a professional. So what? There's no. You're not. Dirt, I mean, I guess if you feel that way, but I mean, they're by cheering for the Wild or the Blackhawks, you're not like selling out. You know. I couldn't the, stand being next to another Chicago fan that loved the Cubs and loved the Bears and loved the Blackhawks. And, you know, they got their hairy back and they're dragging their <laughs> knuckles everywhere yeah. and coming up to our cabins, filling our roads up with their idiotic driving. And That's just, true. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't identify with that. So I, I can't. I can't. All right, uh, 608-321-1670. I don't know, like may- maybe Mark's got a uh, an interesting kind Can you have like a secondary team or like in this case, like the NHL where, you know, Wisconsin doesn't have an NHL team. So if you root for the Wild or the Blackhawks, are you, you know, you're not like stepping out on the Packers, but are you, you know, you're rooting for a team that, yeah, the Blackhawks, kind of like this guy, Mike Scott. You, you know, it's not like he was cheering against the 76ers, his team. He was just cheering against a, another team of another sport uh, in the city that he lives. It, uh, I, I mean, I, again, I, I feel like part of it, I love that the guy went in there, they had the stones to do that, but I'm like, dude, you're, you, you play for this team in this city. Should you be cheering for the Redskins if you play for the Philadelphia 76ers? Or what connection does that have to basketball? Let the man cheer for his team. The uh, NFL lines are out for week number two. Uh, we always say in sports gambling that the home team in football usually gets a, a, a field goal, right? It's worth three points, right? Yes. So do you think, heads up, the Packers take away the home field advantage? Who do you think is a better team right now, Green Bay or Minnesota? <laughs> If you take away home field, who's a better team? Yes, if, if I watched both games, fielder, it would be the Vikings. You think the Vikings are better? Did you see them against the Falcons? I think, yeah, they're better. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, they're, they're more, right now, they're more complete looking. Uh, Nelson, same question. Forget about played at Lambeau. I don't even know what the Vikings stadium's called. Just right now, whose roster would you rather have? Which team's better, the Vikings or the Packers? Well, I think you know where I stand, and it's the Vikings. <laughs> Well, right, but you have a well, but you don't have a Packer Viking bet with you, but you have a Viking Bear bet. Yeah, I understand that, but I still think the Vikings right what now. What if the are Bears the, are five and? What if the Bears suck? Then it really doesn't affect. Well, them. if the Bears suck, then the Packers aren't much better, and they suck too. <laughs> um, they literally won ten to three. Like the Vikings. By the way, I don't think the Bears are going to suck. The Vikings but. stomped Atlanta, and I think pretty much everyone, everyone, all NFL experts thinks Atlanta is a. Probably a seven and nine to a nine and seventeen, a fringe playoff team. 
And yes, the Vikings. They, had, I mean, it was twenty-eight thirteen, but it was twenty-eight nothing. That game they, could have been forty-two. Yeah, to nothing. exactly. Kirk Cousins was eight of ten. Yeah, so he, he didn't did, have to do much. It was uh, it was absolutely a, a laugher of a game. And Matt Ryan got two garbage touchdowns when the game mattered. It was the Vikings were were destroying uh, the Falcons. If if uh, Delvin Cook stays healthy, right now currently this Vikings offense is much better than the Packers offense, and I think. Right now, defenses are probably pretty similar. Well, you look at the Vikings' run game, it was beastly. The Packers' run game, Aaron Jones at 39 yards. Aaron Rodgers was the next leading rusher with eight yards. That's Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Jamal Williams and Jamal Williams had five carries for zero yards. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling had like one carry in like whatever yeah, play. They had was. a terrible rushing game. And Aaron Rodgers, outside of – I remember Rodgers completing like two good throws – Outside of that, I mean, the offense looked pretty disjointed. The Vikings' offense looked good. I mean, Kirk Cousins really didn't do much, but he was eight of ten for and a touchdown. Like the Vikings just looked complete. Their defense looked good. Now the Packers' defense looked good, and but that was against Mitch Trubisky. But I still think the Packers' defense is going to be legit. Yeah, and I, just, I mean, the Vikings just look more complete. But like whose whose offense do you think is better, the Bears or the Falcons? Falcons. And Minnesota shut them down. Yeah. I'm just saying, right now at this point, Minnesota definitely looks better. I mean, I was, Matt Ryan still had 304 yards and two tutties. He did throw two picks. Yeah, but right. a lot of that was in garbage time. He went up and down the field twice yeah. when they didn't really care. But we talk about Rodgers being the best to ever do it, and he was 18 to 30 for 203 yards. Uh, well, here's the thing. Exactly what I'm saying. Uh, 608-321-1670. Because, again, it basically it plays out like this. Vegas thinks the Packers and Vikings are even because how Vegas works is a field goal goes to the home team always, whether it's travel, whether it's fans, whether it's just, you know, the the notion of a home field advantage, whether you think Lambeau field or any field has it or not, Vegas right off the top is going to give the home team three points. So you always minus the three from the home team. And that's really what the true spread is. So basically, Vegas is saying these two teams are dead even. The Packers, you know, if this was a six-point favorite, the Packers, Vegas thinks the Packers are a bit of a better team than the Vikings. If I had to line this game, I think I'd make it a pick em, though. Well, that's that's my question, then. Is is this is it truly, are, are these teams dead even, home away, neutral field, whatever, are the Packers and Vikings even? And yeah, you can certainly say after week one, what the Packers did defensively is incredible, but they didn't do much offensively. Um, I, I guess you'd say a, the more of a full game. The Vikings played better on both sides of the football. I do think the Bears are a better team than the Vi- than the uh, Falcons. Yeah, and also the Vikings got that game at home as the Packers did it on the road. And I there's think that. I think when this season's done, I here I'll make this bet with you, Nelson. I bet you the Bears have a better record than the Falcons this year. I bet they're pretty similar. So I, I mean, I don't know that the Falcons are three and thirteen bad, and I don't think the Bears are three and th- or thirteen and three good. Um, and again, yeah, the Vikings were impressive. It was twenty eight nothing, but I, I think the Bears are a better team than Minis- or than Atlanta. It's such a hard thing to figure out of you know because the Packers are on the road, the F- Vikings at home, Bears have a really good defense, the Atlanta Falcons aren't known or going to have a good defense. It's the Vikings just look more complete right now. And but you have to they can remember, all change on Sunday. When they make these lines, they also take in public perception and public teams. Green Bay is a hugely public team. They'll say Delvin Cook looks a lot better than Aaron Jones. 
Um, well, yeah, but I mean, again, but then with, again, with, with Delvin Cook against a subpar defense. Right. Uh, Conrad, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. What's up, homie? Not much. Uh, sidebar, real quick. Did you see how I I raged back last night in the uh, I lost in the fantasy first week, but I like had this amazing night last night. Probably epic, uh, most points uh, in a Monday night outing ever in fantasy. Never mind. We'll look at it later. <laughs> Who'd you um, have? I. I uh, a receiver for the Broncos and a running back for the uh, for the Raiders. Gotcha. Anyway, week one NFL in the current model that the NFL has, we can't put a whole lot of stock in this. What I took out of the, the Green Bay game was that we, we looks like we do have a pretty solid defense. Offense, I think the talent's there. we got to figure out how to put it together. I'm, uh, but again, week one, if you look at like what happened last year, and I did, there's some pretty spooky parallels. Last year, um, Baker Mayfield ties. This year, Kyler Murray ties. And then you go through, uh, you know, some of the odd matchups. Five losing teams in week one last year made the playoffs. So you can't, and I'm talking like they lost it, and it was like an embarrassing loss. So, you can't really put a whole lot of stock in it. I'm not going to ever try to make a Viking look like a beauty queen. I'll never do it. <laughs> I think they freaking always look like big, rugged, ugly, freaking monstrous uh, wussies. So, um, yeah. so, and I'm, I'm like, I'm Norwegian and Swede, but yeah. anyway, whatever. So all I have to say is I, I think Vegas might know a little bit more about our Packers than we do. Go figure. And uh, we'll see how it goes. If the defense can set the tone of the game, and you and and I think maybe Vegas just looks at it and says, "Hey, you got the Rodgers factor. Look at you know, look what we did against the Bears. He willed seven points on the board. I, that that was not the Lafleur offense. That was Rodgers willing seven points on the board. And so, and that was what got us basically the win. So now, if you can, if you can, if our defense is going to set the tone as we continue through this year. I'm 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 eager to see what can happen, but if I have you guys want me to tell you if the Vikings and the Bears like which one I'm going to put more stock in, I'm putting more stock in the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky is is going to end up being an okay okay quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a perennial um, fold artist. So I mean I don't know I, I just I just can't put stock in the Vikings. They will go. This is the kind of team that'll go six and zero. Oh, and then follow it up with five consecutive losses. So that's what the Vikings do. So anyway, that's all I got for you, boys. We got a get big game down in Miami today, as we do tomorrow yeah. and the next day. Let's get this done. Playoff push. Go Brewers! There it is. Thank you, Conrad. Thanks, Conrad. See, I feel better now about lifting the uh, hashtag No More no Brewers, Brewers bets. Bets, uh, band on the show. No, I get it, man. Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, Conrad, yes, Vegas, uh, especially in the NFL, which I think is the heart. I mean, look. I haven't lost a game in college football yet in two weeks. I'm like just hovering around 500 after the first week of the NFL. The NFL is damn hard to handicap. And if Vegas says this game's basically a pick 'em, uh, they probably do know something that nobody else knows. Again, the line's out for week two in the NFL. Uh, the Badgers, or excuse me, the Packers. Uh, that would be an interesting matchup if it was the uh, Badgers and the Vikings. I sadly I probably the Vikings have, yeah, million. I think the Vikings would probably win that game. Uh, the Packers are a uh, two 
and a half point favorite. And Ebo, if you take away the uh, home field advantage, which they're always going to give you three right off the top, basically the Vikings and Packers are a pick 'em game this week. Are you surprised that the Packers are only a pick 'em right now against the Vikings at home? Mm, no, I don't think I'm. Well, no, I'm not surprised. The Packers still have a lot of unanswered questions. The Vikings, I think, answered a lot of questions in their win over the Falcons. I know the Packers won, but you're still left scratching your head over the offense. Is the defense real? Is Aaron Rodgers the Aaron Rodgers that we know and love from you know three years ago and before that? There's what's the run game like? Um, who's All your second questions. wide receiver? The only thing I know is that the, that the Packers have a legit defense. That's that's the only thing I know. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair point. I mean, are we giving six zero eight three two one sixteen seven? Is the Lambo Mystique still around? Which well, that I, is definitely a fair I, I question. Think that's I mean, gone. Yeah, the last two years where they've basically been outside of the miracle. Think about that. Outside of the miracle game against the Bears and the Rodgers comeback, uh, they are winless against the division at Lambeau Field the last two years. That's crazy. Um, think about that. But, I, I mean, yeah, so I get I get what you're saying. And, yep, absolutely, there's some uh, some questions on the Packers side. Are we giving the Vikings too much, you know, respect here? At the end of the day, they didn't have much better of a record than the Packers did last year. Uh, they were picked to make the Super Bowl by most people last year. Uh, Kirk Cousins was a horrible disappointment. Yeah, they look decent against the Falcons, but I, I mean, I go decent, back to they what put I them s- on them. Well, yeah, but the Bears are. A, I well, they're at up least, twenty-eight nothing in the going into the fourth quarter. I believe the pa- the Bears are a much better team than the than the Falcons. Now, it doesn't yes. mean that the Vikings didn't play an impressive game, but can you also say that are we are we building up the Vikings too much here in this well, game well, on Sunday? The Vikings win over the Falcons. Was it a convincing win? No doubt. The Packers' victory over the Bears, was it a convincing win? Not even close. And there's why I think I'd up. make a bet that the Falcons and the Bears don't make the playoffs this year. You got, you're got itching today, boy. <laughs> Nelson, mybookie.ag, go. Uh, Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Good morning. What's up, I'm brother? doing great, buddy. Hey, before I get to my Packer take, let me just say this, and this is coming from a guy that doesn't fish. That the fishing report is oddly relaxing. I, I don't know. It's what awesome, it is. dude. dude Tony's Tony the man. like royalty, man. <laughs> I know way too much about flicker shad, guys. But did you hear him drop the Uncle Joe reference in the yeah? That's good, report? That's good stuff, guys. Yeah, dude. Tony's hey, the man. I'm telling you. Hey, to, to the Packers, guys. Um, you know that the recipe is going to be the exact same as it was against the Bears, guys, and it's it's stop the run and you can beat the Vikings. Now. I'm watching that game against the Falcons, the Falcons and the Vikings, and it's the weirdest thing because the Vikings are ripping off like six-yard, seven-yard runs the whole first half, and the Atlanta Falcons literally did nothing to change their defense. At no point did they play a heavy front and say, okay, we're going to make Kirk Cousins beat us. They just let Delvin Cook run down their throats, guys. They hired Dom Capers? It was really weird. It was like uh, Mike McCarthy going into a game and just making no adjustments and saying, this is who we are and this is what we're going to do. But Gavin, it was really, Gavin it was, we started out so good with the fishing report, and then he had to go at Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ebo. Uh, yes, Dom Capers was, was a very bad defensive coordinator um, in his latter years. But um, I'm watching that game, and there's no adjustments by the Falcons, guys, and, and the Vikings are going to try and do the same thing against the Packers, establish that run. Now, the Bears shot themselves in the foot, I thought, by not running Montgomery at least like 15 times in that game. He was their best running back. 
and they put way too much on Trubisky's shoulders. I don't think the Vikings are going to do the same thing. I think if they're able to establish the run, they're just going to keep at it until we stop it. If the Packers can stop the run and you make Kirk Cousins beat you on the road, I, I think the Packers have a good chance to win this game. Uh, you know, we're talking about defense, and yeah, I think the Packers are going to have a good defense this year, Ebo, but say what you want against the Vikings, that defense has been legit for about two years now. Yeah. And and we've talked about it before, Ebo, these first three, four, five, maybe even more games, the Packers are going to have to win games with their defense. They did it against the Bears. I think they're going to have to do it against the Vikings. Uh, you can stop Delvin Cook. I think the Packers uh, have a good chance of winning that game, guys. Preach on, brother. Thank, thank you, Gavin. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I will say that I think the the Bears' defense is better than Minnesota, but I still think Minnesota's defense is very good. And I would say the Vikings' offense is better than the Bears. So the question is, how great can the Packer defense be? Because they're going up against a better offense. I mean, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Delvin Cook. Those three pretty good skill position players. I, Kirk Cousins versus Mitchell Trubisky. Maybe slight advantage Cousins, but I'm not a, really a believer no, in him. Totally yeah, Cousins. totally Cousins. Trubisky's a turd. Uh, Cousins at least is serviceable. Well, okay, serviceable. He's a step my, above serviceable. My point is Trubisky's that, a bottom third quarterback in the league. Kirk Cousins is closer to the middle. I think the Vikings have a better offense. The question is, if is is the Bear because if the Viking defense is close to as good as the Bear defense, then yeah, the Packers could be in trouble. Because if if the Bear defense is really that good and the Packers offense struggled to get ten points, and if if you believe the Viking defense is still a top five defense in the NFL like it's been the last two years and the Packer offense still struggles, and you're playing a better offense than the team you just played, then Vegas is, then it, hell, it should be, Minnesota should be a three-point favorite on Sunday. Well, I mean, Minnesota's, like, they're essentially the same team as last year, aren't they, and the year before? Like, they have majority of the same they just, parts. They have the same defense that's two years older from the team that was, should have went to the Super yeah, Bowl two so, years ago. I mean, the Packers have the book on that. They, the, the Packers have this tape, they have the book, they know who these players are. The Packers have the element of surprise when it comes against the Minnesota Vikings. Who's even, who do they even know that's on that team anymore, right? All they have is the tape from the Chicago Bears game. Everyone that's starting on defense isn't isn't ninety percent of the players are different from last year. Eighty whatever it was, it was like seventy five to ninety percent. Well, yeah, nine nine of eleven new starters. So, the Packers have some element of surprise here. Well, you know they kind of know their enemy. The Packers know their enemy in the Vikings. The Vikings are kind of all they have to go on is the tape from Thursday. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Uh, do you think the uh, the Vikings are, you know, it's basically the same game last week, just flip-flop, right? The Bears were a three-point favorite at home against the Packers last week. The Packers a three-point favorite at home against the Vikings this week. Basically, both those games were take the home field advantage out. These are all even teams. So, like, on an even playing field are the Vikings, the Bears, the Packers, all about the same team. Uh, and are you worried? Yeah, the Vikings, they did put it on uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, on uh, on Sunday. The Packer line isn't moving. Open at 2.5-3. It's been hovering at 2.5-3. I doubt it will move between now and, and Sunday. Here's one that has already moved and will probably move a lot more. So the Patriots are playing at the Dolphins. The Patriots just won 33 to 3 over the Steelers. The Dolphins lost 59-10 at home to the Ravens. The line opened yesterday morning at 15. 
It is already up to 19, <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. That's funny. That's It's moved four points. Uh, an NFL gaming, an NFL game moving four points in a week is almost unheard of. Well, if you're Vegas and you hear that half the team requested a trade right. after their first game, I think you're going to be licking your chops a little bit. Like, well, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, Nelson's jumping on the Dolphins. I got to okay, wait and both, see where it settles. I mean, that's an insane number. Both teams are professionals, correct? I don't, oh, I, don't know know. Dolph- I don't know about in Miami. I don't know if the Dolphins are professionals. And Rosen's definitely not. <laughs> there it is. This is going to be the reason they cover. Rosen slinging tutties. Rosen's second pass, he slung an interception. Miami coming off the worst possible game the public could see. New England coming off a prime time, the best game they could have seen. They're at two different positions going up and down. I don't know, dude. They're professionals. You're getting almost three touchdowns in the NFL. I feel like the give me. I the feel Dolphins. like the Patriots are going to win by like 150 to nothing. Give me the Dolphins. And the other half of the team is going to request to be traded out of Miami. <laughs> I agree with Nelson's premise that these guys are always professionals, and that's why you, the NFL is so tough. And this Mr. Would, Big Chess is coming out? This would be the one where I would maybe take the exception to that rule. I, I The Dolphins are such – but here's yeah, the other thing. It's only Tuesday. That line is going to get – What's the line that you said? Nin- 19. 19. It's going to get to the mid-20s by so kickoff. Ed Warder just tweeted this out 10 minutes ago. The Patriots favored by 19 points in Week 2 of the Dolphins. The last time a road team was favored by that many points was in 2007 when the Patriots were favored by 19.5 at Baltimore. Wow. Tom Brady has as many losses in Miami since 2013 as he does at Gillette Stadium. He's one in fi- Tom Brady is 1-5 in, in Miami – since 2013, and he's 50 and five at Gillette. This game has the Patriots going up 14 points right away and just sitting on the ball doing nothing. It could be. Give me the freaking Dolphins, bro. They got Mr. Big Chest coming out. They might want to get. He isn't. How much is he going to be able to learn? And well, what's a the few best way? To, what's the best way to get frostbite off of your feet? You go to Miami. He's going to have like three days of practice. It's well, Mr. Big Chest, Metro me... Boomin. Okay, in the five biggest point spreads in NFL history, uh, the biggest one is the Broncos were a 27-point favorite. This was Peyton Manning's MVP of the year that he was just a video game with Denver. The Jaguars were 0-5, had lost all five games by double digits going into the game. The Broncos were 5-0, had won all five games by double digits going in. The Broncos were favored by 27 they did not cover. Nelson, what do you think of Lamar Jackson, honestly? I think he's a guy that struggles to throw the football, and if you really stop the Baltimore's run, I'd be interested to see how good he actually is. Because, yeah, he's Okay, where would, he's you rate, where would you rate Lamar Jackson? Like you said, Kirk Cousins is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Where Kirk would you Cousins, put, in my opinion, is better than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and the, and the Baltimore Ravens put up 59 points on the Dolphins. What do you think Tom Brady and the Patriots are going to do? <laughs> That's exactly what With they Mr. want. Mr. Big Chest. That's exactly oh. what they want you to think. I'll take I'll take it. Whatever well, I'll, that line settles I'll bet you, I'll bet you on you it. You want to take it now? Or, do you guys want to make the bet now, or do you want to wait till Friday when the line settles? Or do you want to make the bet now? I'm so confident I'll take it at 19 right now. If it settles at 20, would you give me 20? Yes. All right. I'll so give you 20 right I'll now. Just give it to him right now. I'll so, give you 20 right now. So minimum 19 and whatever it settles at, if it's better, I'll take that line. Sure. All right. Put it on the board. No, what are we betting? I don't know what we're betting, but... 
We'll, fig- uh, we'll figure two, it out. Two beers at the Red Zone no, next no, week. No, him and I are doing it. We'll f- okay. What do you want to do? Well, you guys do whatever you we'll want to. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Uh, that's good. 608-321-1670. Chad, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. We got started talking about this, by the way. Packers minus two at home against the Vikings. Chad, are you uh, are you surprised that it's basically a pick game on Sunday? Uh, I mean, look, this is the way I'm looking at that game. The Packers' defense came out and shocked the world. I think that their offense was pedestrian, but everyone knows Rodgers hadn't played. You could see that he and Tay Adams weren't syncing up like they normally were. So the hope is is that they work out the kinks over the week. The Vikings look legit. And I I mean, the Cubs, Vikings, and the Bears, those are my – I call them the, the triumvirate of evil. But uh, they, look, they look pretty legit. It's going to be a good game, but that seems about right to me, you know, the two points. That seems pretty dead, dead on. I, I'll, well, I could be proven wrong. I will say this. This, Dolphins, or this uh, Dolphins-New England game seems like a classic betting trap. I feel that that game in particular looks like one where, you know, Lamar Jackson was throwing footballs flat-footed Chad. 50 yards down the field. Chad. Half yeah. the Miami Dolphins wanted to retire or be traded after the end of that game. I, I know you're getting sucked. The locker room was already a, a mess. I, I hate agreeing with Nelson now. Like, what's the odds? <laughs> Who that, doesn't? What's the odds? The odds are better, almost certainly, that the, that you know the Patriots will cover. But it feels like a trap. Oh, I'm putting really... 20, 20 points in the NFL is putting yourself out. It's a trap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm fine I mean, with it, doing it, it. I mean, what? Here's what's going to happen. It'll it'll be close. The Patriots will end up winning by 17, and Nelson will be right, and you'll have to eat a lot of crow. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, that's the, th- thank you, Chad. And that's the worst part about it, Ebo. Is the it's not the uh, are you right or wrong? Is it's is Nelson right or wrong? Because when Nelson's right, it's a tough scene. So I'm fine with that. Don't, um, don't bother me none. Okay, so the five I gave you the one. So the five biggest point spreads of all time: Broncos minus 27 in 2013 against the Jaguars. They did not cover. 2011, the Patriots were a 21-point favorite against the Colts. That was the year that Peyton Manning was injured. Uh, Patriots did not cover that one. Uh, 2013, the Seahawks. Boy, poor. 2013 was a rough year for the Jaguars. Also the Jaguars. They were a 20-point underdog in that game. That year, the Seahawks did cover uh, 45-17. In 2016, the Patriots were an 18.5-point favorite against the Jets. Patriots won 42-3. And in 2009, ugh, the Brett Favre uh, NFC Championship game, the Vikings were 18 against the Lions, and they pushed. So 2-2-1 two, two, and one are the five biggest point spreads in the history of the NFL. Look, so I'm you putting guys myself both, out there. Well, you're both flipping the coin on it. 20 points in the NFL. I'm giving Nelly 20 points. That's huge. <laughs> That's almost borderline idiotic. And I'm fine with that. Borderline erotic. All right, Bielema. Bielema's going to be there, by the way. <laughs> Did you see Bielema on the sidelines for the Patriots, by the way? Man, that guy is large. Big that boy. pot belly, dude. Big boy. We can't hear your voice. We can't yeah, hear Go you. ahead, no. The defense is going to be ready if Bielema's one of the coaches helping him out. They're in South Beach. He's going to be eating and drinking. He ain't even going to know where he he's is. Not a DC. He's not the DC. He's like a quality, a control, quality control guy. What's well, up? Maybe they won't have their pads He's doing helmets. quality control for the food. He's food testing out there. Sex Something that was very sexy that I got was a text from you on Sunday with you shotgunning a beer in the parking lot before the Jets game. How did it go, my friend? And you were rocking the number five. Was that a Brooks Bollinger Jets jersey? You know it. Dude, it's the only jersey I had. How did it go? If anyone watched the Jets game, it was great for most of the game. <laughs> and then it went downhill and the Bills won. So the best thing I did that day was get sunburned 
and a shotgun of beer. That's about it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Jet fan too, Bernie. That that missed extra points, bro. That's a killer. Hey, help help us out with this because you're a great example for this or a great source for this. So we're talking about this guy Mike Scott. I don't know if you saw that the the f- basketball player for the 76ers who rolled into the Eagles game wearing Redskins gear because he was born and raised in Northern Virginia. So he's a Redskins fan. He ends up getting in a fight with Eagles fans. He's a current member of the 76ers. Now, that's a bit extreme, but Philly fans are, are kind of knuckleheads. So, you know, we were wondering, you know, obviously you're, you knew, you're a New York guy, but you play here. You know, you spend some time in the NFL, some teams. Like, you've got a whole bunch of different allegiances. Like, how do you determine who you root for? Uh, it's real easy. I only root for the Badgers. Well, there you I go. mean, that I'm a Jets. I'm a Jets fan, a Mets fan, and then I guess if you keep going down the ladder, there's the Knicks, the Rangers. I mean, just because I grew up with them. But realistically, like I became a Milwaukee Bucks fan when I was living in Milwaukee and Madison. I mean, how do you not? That team is so fun to watch. But uh, would I, I? I cannot wait to come to the Michigan game. Will I fist fight dudes from Michigan? No, but I might bump them. I might not let them, at, you know, kind of walk by on the sidewalk. Well, you know, you're a without... fullback, Bernie. You got to be bumping into dudes. Come on. I know. That's why I got Mama to knock you out as my walk-up. Yeah, music. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I was uh, very rude last time they came to Camp Randall. Um, a dude was wearing a Michigan jacket and a Green Bay hat, and we berated this guy <laughs> as a traitor. For a long time, the whole game, they actually ended up leaving. So don't sit near <laughs> me you, during Bernie. the game. Don't sit near me. <laughs> that's what that's that's what I need. I need a, I need guys like you on uh, on our side. Our side visiting with former uh, Badger Matt Burns. All right, so it's two games in, Bernie, one ten to nothing. Uh, yeah, it's Central Michigan, it's South Florida, but I mean these aren't the worst teams. They're certainly not the best. But your takeaway from uh, one ten to nothing here after two games. What? A huge positive on offense is Jack Cohn, at least right now. You know, I want to see him continue to, to, to impress, but he looked really good. Um, he hit almost – how many – he must have hit seven or eight receivers. Like, he really just took that game over. When a game that we ran the ball successfully, he played well. I love seeing Graham Mertz get a little bit of time under his belt. We're going to need him if something happens to Jack. And, our, I mean, our defense is – to me, I love them. Like, there are some guys that are just no names that are playing completely fantastic football. And I just, I just, it's so nice to watch. Although I go to the bathroom during the defense because I don't really care about the defense that much. I only care about the fullbacks. Um, <laughs> but you know what, though? But Jimmy Leonard's got them really doing a good job. I think, you know, last year they weren't ranked as high as they are now. And you could just see how they must take Jimmy's excitement and just use that on the field. I mean, they're all over the place. Bernie, yeah. when you when you see a guy like Jonathan Taylor doing his thing, and you're like a fullback blocking for him, are you like, come on, give me some touches? I mean, Jonathan Taylor got 19, uh, 19 carries, excuse me, 102 yards and three tutties. One is you're like, all right, give it to the fullback, give it to the fullback, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I always say that on short yardage counts, but <laughs> you know, they they got two good fullbacks. You know, when they line up in that, I call it the Christmas tree. Uh, it's like a power eye in the backfield. You know, those are always touchdowns. Those are always first downs. Um, and it's just nice to see, you know, you got Alec Ingold, who left last year. Now you've got two guys stepping in who are really producing. And, and all you have to do is, like, this is when I was blocking for Anthony Davis and some of the other guys. Like, you've just got to get in someone's way. You know, Jonathan Taylor is such a good – he's the best running back that, 
you just got to get in someone's way, and he'll make the play. He'll make it happen. That's what I was going to ask. Um, like, what's going through your mind when you're blocking for a guy like Taylor or, or someone that's a Wisconsin running back who you know is legit? Are you just trying to find him a little space, and you know he can do whatever <laughs> with it? Yo, all game, it's don't F this up. <laughs> but, uh, no, it really is just, just get in his way. You know, just make the block, put a helmet on a helmet, you know, get the linebacker to move a little bit. Jonathan Terrell's a big dude, but he can fit in tight spaces. So, you know, just, just make sure you make your block or make some type of block, and he's going to get 10 yards, I mean, what, at least five yards per carry. It's, he's, I don't even know. Like, I, I'm just so starstruck watching him every game. Uh, visiting with our guy, uh, Matt Bernstein, former Badger fullback. All right, so uh, answer this question, Bernie, because we were going about this yesterday. Obviously, you got Michigan waiting in the wings, but you got a bye week. You know, the Wolverines escaping with their lives against Army at home this Saturday. Last Saturday, they looked pretty average against another crappy team. I said the only bad thing about this game is we got to wait two weeks. Uh, Would you just be, you know, chomping at the bit if you were this Badger team, you know, maybe smelling a little blood in the water? Or do you you like the week off? Because at the end of the day, it's still a good team that you want to prepare for. Would you want them right away? Well, I would want them right away. I mean, they're, they're not, they're down. I mean, you double overtime against Army, um, but I would want them right away. But they they have a game, so they're going to get beat up again. I just want our guys to be fresh. We need Scott Nelson back. You know, we need Chris Orr at, at full speed. Um, you know, all these guys that are listed as probables or, you know, what are they called, questionables. Like, we need to get all those guys back on the field. We need to be healthy. You know, I'm sure Jonathan Taylor would like a break after, you know, after, uh, you know, hefting the rock all that much, but... Like what? What did, what did Bernstein do during a bye week? Oh, I I I don't know if radio. It's okay for radio. That <laughs> um, <laughs> Bernstein was less concerned with what did Bat Bernstein do? Yeah. Well, let's say it's, it's a, a fictitious man named Bat Bernstein. What did he do during uh, the bye week? Yeah, that guy went to Wando's and the KK uh, Fridays and Saturday night. And really just was a, just one of the most fun people to be around. I vaguely during, remember partying with Bat Ber- Bernstein. He was a cool dude. He's 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 a great dude. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it, one year I remember it was um it was over Halloween we had a buy. Like thank you, please. And Barry gave us off um, Saturday, which is like a miracle because usually Barry wouldn't give you off if he knew it was a big weekend because he was nervous that guys were going to go crazy and do bad things. And we all did go crazy and do bad things. We just didn't get in trouble for it. <laughs> so it worked out really well. I mean, I remember. Uh, you know, you get tear gas like three years in a row, and that's like your one of your best memories. Twenty years later, it's one of your comical best memories of getting tear gassed. Oh man, I love it! I uh, love it. All right, so Bernie, <laughs> you are in town uh, for Michigan. Is that is, is that verifiable? Can we can we run that? With is that? verifiable. Got tickets. Oh, hey Bernie, Got, uh, I stocked up on tear gas for your arrival, buddy. Let's go. Well, tear gas and lukewarm beers, the shotgun. I found <laughs> Bakhtiari's way to do it. Is it the it's ultimate party? Big, Dude, I can't. I can't wait. We're gonna. Where we're gonna be at the red zone? We will be at the yeah. red zone nine to eleven. Zone Blitz pregame bash. You can chug as many shotgun chug keg stands shots, whatever you want. We'll facilitate. My Tear friend. gas on Would me. You, do you guys? Two questions. Do you guys think they'll push the game back or no? They're gonna leave it at eleven. No, because Fox has it and they their their ratings are destroying it on these eleven. So I wish they would, but no. Fox, who owns the game rights, they love their eleven o'clock time slots. They're gonna they're gonna promote the hell out of it at eleven a.m. 
All right. So one, I hate that. Bl- and- Bloody Marys and beers, Bernie. That's what it's going to be. Uh, hey. Terrible. Bernie, can Good you... Good you guys are next to the Tito's uh, tailgate. Can you bring Bat Mernstein, too, with you? <laughs> oh, he will definitely be there. Uh, this is a game that you have to rewatch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, hey, brother, it's going to be a party next Saturday. I'm looking forward to it, my man. We'll see you then. I can't wait, guys. Good talking to you. See you, buddy. There he is, former Badger and NFLer Matt Bernstein, and really good friends with another friend of the show, Bat Mernstein. Love that guy. That guy used to party, man. I miss Bat Mernstein.